Welcome to the Recovery Lab podcast. We're glad you were able to join us. Recovery Lab hopes to destigmatize addiction and normalize recovery. Our platform provides an avenue to share the many stories of those that have recovered from addiction, providing for the listener the most basic antidote to addiction. Hope. All right, everybody, we're back. This is episode number... 47. 47 of the Recovery Lab podcast series. I'm Drew Hassan. I'm Daniel Anderson. We are the Recovery Lab. We have a special episode today. It's just going to be Daniel and me chatting. And we uh, have, fortunately, our first sponsor to discuss. So if you're wondering, Drew, Daniel, why do y'all sound so good? It's because of Audio Alchemy Productions. If you want some help with your own podcast in an effort to forward some position or business or entity or just any topic that you like, if you want assistance having captivating storytelling with unrivaled sound quality, reach out to Audio Alchemy. You can elevate your message, engage your audience, leave a lasting impact. Uh, It is how we sound and look so good. And why be selfish? Why not share that with everybody? Anyway, give Audio Alchemy a call, 601-672-6591. What's that number? 601-672-6591. Begin your podcasting journey today. I mean, they're popular for a reason. It is the finest avenue for advancing a particular topic or subject matter. Absolutely. Thanks so much to them. I know it. Let's Thanks give it lot. up for audio. Alchemy. Absolutely. Bring absolutely. in the heat. <laughs> so we thought we would just have an uh, episode where we chat for a little while and uh, welcome the, which where's the thing recording me? Welcome you, the audience to submit to us either questions or topics that you would like discussed in, in, in depth, at length, be it about recovery, 12 steps, health and wellness in general, just whatever you're curious about. We want to try to promote some engagement with our listeners and have you really feel like, hey, they're they're right there. I can email them, I can text them, I can call them and really feel like you're a partner on this journey with us. Yeah, one of the things that I, I definitely love about this episode is every other episode, short of the ones that you did by yourself, uh, we, we've had a guest, so it's been really difficult to kind of get a, a real broad picture of who you and I are as people. And one of the things that I, I was super excited, I was telling Marge about this yesterday, I'm super excited about this episode, is this will give folks uh, an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better and get to know you a little bit better, just one-on-one type of conversation. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about today. Well, yeah, so a little bit of background, why am I qualified to talk about recovery? And that's because I'm a former needle junkie who dithered away everything good I ever had and, uh, you know, wasted handsome opportunities and squandered and just lived a life based solely on what felt good to me right then. And let's not pretend that drugs don't feel good right then. Right. But then, you know, I'm the same way. And it was, you got to pay. Right. I was, 
I, the margin calls for everyone. Right. I, I hated discomfort and drugs and alcohol were a beautiful solution for that. I didn't have to, I, I could turn that brain off uh, when I was actively using and drinking. And today we're, we're blessed with, to be able to recognize that, that the, what some might say is boredom without the, the influence of drugs and alcohol today um, we're, we're able to understand, at least I am that, that, what I perceived as boredom today is is peace. And today I have peace. I don't have chaos in my life. And I used to love that chaos. I used to to need to be up inside of every sort of chaos that there was and to try to create chaos wherever there was because I, that's where I felt most, most comfortable. And, and especially in early sobriety, I began to, uh, you know, you, you go from, from having you know, these drugs and alcohol to fill your time to suddenly not having any of that. And, and what are you going to be left with? Well, I was left with complete and utter boredom. What do I do with this time that I used to be partying and, and, and experiencing these dopamine releases that were, were, that were fake and caused by drugs and alcohol. So what do we do with that time? Well, you know, it, it, it takes time for your brain to kind of get back to a, a normal baseline and, and soon you'll begin to realize that that chaos, that lack of chaos is not boredom, but it's peace. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I don't know if this memory was sparked by a dream I had or if I saw something on the TV or Netflix or something. But I remembered I was 18, 19, 20, and I was at an AA meeting. And I can remember, and if I said her name, everybody around Jackson would know who I'm talking about. And she was saying how... Uh, she was talking about how concerned she was that she wasn't going to feel the sense of having fun without drugs or alcohol right. and how sobriety had provided, you know, that, you know, we're not a glum lot, I think is what the book says. And I thought, what, what an immature thing to be concerned about. And we all go through it. Uh, immature, not just in age, but in, you know, the amount of recovery you have, there's so much more rewarding to life than just being hyper concerned with, well, how am I going to feel good? Right. You know, right. if I can't get high, what am, you know, my life's going to suck and it really doesn't. Right. No, it's, it's freedom. There's freedom. Yeah, There today. is a lot that I live for that I enjoy that I extract real meat that gives meaning to my life and purpose that I didn't really know anything about until I dithered away almost every good thing I ever had and then got sober and found purpose right and something to live for right but without all of that that heartache and pain and the the pissing away of all good things that came your way, you wouldn't be able to have the, 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 um, the appreciation and the gratitude for, for the way it is now. Most certainly. So Most you know, certainly. F- for those that are maybe in active addiction now or in early sobriety, you know, it, it takes what it takes for you to be able to understand and, and get to a place of being blessed with the gift of desperation, desperation to understand that, okay, I know that, me living the the way that I'm living now is unfruitful and it's going to, it, I'm actively running things into the ground. And, you know, the thought of not having these drugs and alcohol is terrifying, but the thought of going on this path that I'm on currently 
is equally as ter- terrifying, if not more so. So it's at that moment that you begin to shift towards a, a slight willingness to try something different. At least that's the way it was for me. It was that slight willingness to do something different, despite the fact that I know that, that you know, the, the first you know, little bit of time in, in early sobriety for a lot of people. And for me, it was, it was pretty uncomfortable because I didn't have that solution. I didn't have that dopamine hit of, you know, meth or Coke or whatever, or alcohol. It just, it, it was terrifying. And the, the fear of not having that was pretty robust, but the fear of going on this way and winding up dead, um, because of, of my own poor life decisions was, was, uh, <sighs> not something I wanted to do anymore. Well, you, you hit on something that I, I can't agree more with, you know, we live in recovery in a reflection of our former selves. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a better father today because I've been a poor one. I'm a better son today. Cause I've been a poor one. I'm a better employee today because I've been, been a poor, poor one. one. Everything that I'm halfway good at, is only because I've been enormously bad at it before. Right. And trying to find ways to turn our former failures and weaknesses into an advantage today is truly what recovery is about. Yeah. How can I use my consequences how can i use my poor choices to my important to my betterment today right and largely to give back to the next man you know giving freely what was so freely given to us is the mandate right so it's 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 kind of a catch-22 it's sad and awful how low we have to go uh in order to to be willing to do something different but the lower you go the more you are uniquely qualified to be able to help the next person that has gone well through the exact said. same thing. So well said. while it's sad and tragic, yes. And if you can make it through that with your life, then that is incredible. And you have won massively in the game of life, but the lower you go, be careful not to be caught up in this depression and this self hatred towards, you know, the, 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 just hating every cell in my body was where I was at. And it, it's very easy to beat up on myself and be, and just be constantly caught up in negative self-talk. Like, you know, you idiot, you did this again. You said you were going to stay sober and you effed up again and, and just beaten up on yourself. And it's like the disease is just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it when you talk yeah, bad to on, yourself. I love it when you beat up yourself. That's just more of an opportunity for me to come in and swoop you off your feet with my drugs and alcohol, What, which is what we know will make us feel better temporarily. And so today we, we, we don't have to live in that. We have the opportunity to, to use that that negativity to be able to help other people. And that's where I get the most joy in my life today is helping other people move forward and up and and up in life. And, and without that being a bad son, being a bad uh, father, being a bad employee or employer without all of those, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So if I, if I, 
if I move forward with the understanding that it took what it took, suddenly the the shame and guilt associated with those ne- with that negativity suddenly becomes something that I can I can tap into, and and when it becomes something I can tap into, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. And when I'm void of self shame, all of a sudden I am I am completely well well suited to be able to help the next person because I'm void of that shame and guilt and when I'm void of that shame and guilt th- there's nothing that I cannot achieve um just by working hard so it's while I'm I'm devastated that I that I caused all the pain that I did when I was in active addiction today I am unbelievably grateful for all of that for being able to to use that, like you said, to be able to help other people, and that's what it's all about. That's without that in my life, I I don't know what's the what's the point in, in living if it's just all about me. It, it's I have to give back in order for me to be happy. You have to give back. Yeah, I mean, it is the uh, the paradox of recovery. You know, you can't keep it unless you give it away. Right. That kind of thing. Right. It's interesting what we, what we used to avoid and think was, I can remember Daniel and I were talking about going to church. I went to church this morning and I can remember going to church when I was a little kid and thinking this is truly hell on earth. This is the worst place I've ever been. I do not care one bit, not even a little bit about listening to this old man prattle on about these crazy stories right. and talking down to me. Well, just as boring. <laughs> I mean, absolutely boring. And I went to church today willingly. Like I was, I was pleased with myself that we had, that we went and I looked forward to it. And I listened to the man talk about, uh, you know, if you're, if you've been blessed by God and you've received something, then you need to work to honor that thing. Uh, you know, churches, especially Protestant ones, are fond of having, you know, pithy little rhyming schemes. And he said, you know, if you if you obtained it, you better maintain it. And then, you know, by contrast, he went on to talk about the story of the prodigal son, and I thought this is the most ridiculous story I've ever heard in my whole life. Uh, the way he was laying it out. So you have to go to church with the the idea that you're going to keep what's profitable to you. And, you know, just because you disagree with his position on something doesn't mean the entire message is not worth hearing. Right. hundred percent. So, I mean, recovery just gives us opportunities to become better versions of ourselves, yeah. and it's work. Yeah. Hundred percent meaningful work, rewarding work. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I, you know, I, I grew up in church. Um, you know, I went on countless mission trips. I've been to to uh, Kenya, Africa, on a mission trip. I've been to Guatemala. I've been uh, Mexico. I mean, I've been everywhere. And um, you know, I'm. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm still working on a hardened heart from church. Um, you know, it's just going to church. Uh, I get the fellowship that 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 I need from going to my twelve step meetings, um, and, and I think that I definitely think that fellowship is unbelievably important uh, for for the human being. 
Um, and, and for me, you know, I am, I do consider myself very, very spiritual, um, but I'm, I'm not very religious and I'm, and I'm cautious to, to mention that on here because I don't want any sort of backlash that, you know, I'm, you know, a, a devil worshiper or anything, but I, I think that it is important to, to share where I'm at, uh, and be open and transparent because, you know, perhaps there are other people that, that are not, you know, that don't want to go to church every Sunday and, and that's okay. It's okay to be a, it's possible to be a good person and not go to church. So I think what I am, you know, I get on my knees and I pray every morning and I, and I ask God to direct my thinking and, um, ask that his will be done. And I mean that every morning because my will got me into a a hellacious life. Quagmire. Yeah. That I don't want to go back to. So every morning I do, I, I ask God to direct my thinking. But I do think that there's a lot that church has to offer that maybe I'm not um, tapping into because of my hardened heart, my, my, my heart being hard. Um, so, you know, that's definitely, I think it's great that you went this morning. And I think that, that church uh, absolutely has its place and is, is wonderful. And, and, you know, maybe I'm, you know, just, I just need to pray for, for God, if that's what he wants for my life, that he would, you know, lighten the, the, just the, negativity I ease have. those obstacles yeah yeah uh, surrounding church because it's right now it's just not something that that is super you know I get what I need from, from it leaves a step. bad taste in people's mouths doesn't it uh, yeah I mean it did it did for me and but you know that's not that's not to say that it's not a, a wonderful beautiful thing you know if, if people didn't have you know I go to a 12-step meeting every single morning on my way to work a zoom meeting in Dallas and I, I you know the, I hop on the meeting 30 minutes early um every morning and, and it's just, it's all of us just shooting the crap and just going back and forth and talking about what we did the day before and laughing and joking and talking about things that you couldn't talk about in church um, right. without, you know, some serious, you know, um, you, you, we just talk about some things that you couldn't talk about in church. Let's just say that. So I, I feel like I'm not missing out on the fellowship, but I do feel like that, um, you know, maybe I'm, I'm missing out on, on something that, you know, I could be involved with, with the church and, uh, I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I'm just not there right now. And that's not to say that, you know, I'm not going to be a church goer in the future. It's just right now where I'm at. It's just, I'm just, I, I love, I love and appreciate the fellowship I get in the 12 steps. And, um, I don't have a longing for something else, but Maybe I should pray for for willingness to get back into that if that's what he wants. Look, it really left a bad taste in my mouth for a long, long time, and then uh, I ended up going to a faith based treatment center. This the last one that I went to, and uh, you know, I felt like I had my eyes opened to some things that could be beneficial to me, but I certainly don't begrudge anybody not loving going to church. I mean, you know, there's, my father wasn't much of a philosopher and didn't, didn't expound any true insight as to matters of religion or, but he did, he did have a pretty common sense view of it. And he said, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of lot of doors to into heaven. You know, look, everybody's got their own path. Everybody's got their own thing, right? And there, there's benefit that can be had from all of it. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's no wrong way. And same with, with recovery. Yeah. The, the, the takeaway for my brothers and sisters in on the, on the, the trudge in the road of happy destiny here, the takeaway is just don't get high and keep at it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's real simple. If you got some problems with church, look, just don't get high and hang in there and it'll work out. Right. Uh, you may never end up going to church or you may be, you know, Mr. Church or Mrs. Church. Right. And the same is true with recovery. If, yeah. if, if a 12 step program is not right for you and it, 12 step may not be right for you. That's just, you know, it, it worked beautifully for me and I'm super grateful that it did same. because it changed my life. But that's not to say that, you know, 12 steps is, is great for everyone and it's a perfect fit for everyone. There's lots and lots of people that, that have got sober and, and had long term rewarding, highly rewarding sobriety without going to a 12 step meeting. Just don't use, just don't drink and use no matter what, no and, matter what. And if you can do that for 24 hours tomorrow, you have a, you have a whole nother chance. Whole day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is, I mean, I, I can't, I can't stress what you just said enough. Just don't drink and use no matter what. And tomorrow you have another chance. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. But I, I do think that I, I, th I like that contrast between, you know, you going to church this morning and me not having any desire to do so whatsoever, because I think that it's, you know, it shows both sides of, of, um, of something that, that probably a lot of people deal with uh, and, and struggle with on a regular basis. You know, it's, kind of difficult to get up and, and go to church. But at the same time, you know, it was difficult for me to be in contact with my dope dealer every day to make sure I didn't run out of dope. You know, there's, it, it's all about, you know, what, what you're willing to do. Um, so I think that's good. I think it's great that y'all had a good experience. Did, did Kimberly enjoy it this morning? She did. Did Thomas enjoy it this morning? Well. Did he go to daycare? He or? went to the daycare. Yeah. But he went, he was happy to be there. He's good. pretty sociable little fellow yeah yeah yeah. he's a good kid that's awesome i'm, I'm glad y'all had a good experience this morning this know. is a good i'm glad you pointed out the contrast here because as long as you're work, as long as we are working towards staying sober number one and trying a little bit to improve your life daily one percent that's a victory mm -hmm. that's absolute victory hell a day that you don't drink and use for someone that's like us that that's what we lived for. That's a tremendous victory in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, would you have thought when you're in active addiction, trying to find a, a vein to shoot up that we'd be sitting here talking about recovery? I wouldn't know. No, I would have never thought. I mean, I remember that night when I'm, we were over at your house and you had a knife up against your throat and I was taking pictures of you and <laughs> crazy. It was just, just crazy. I had my lights set up and I mean, it was like, the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced. I would have never imagined in a million years that we'd be right here right now. Never. So if, you know, just don't give up. Just don't give up no matter what. And if you're new in sobriety, just don't drink or use for 24 hours. And if you can make it through that tomorrow, you've got another chance. For real purpose. Mm -hmm. Real contentment. Right. And that's what it's all about today, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be, we're not going to be, uh, comfortable at all times there's there's you know that's one of the things that i was terrified of um when, when i was in active addiction was being uncomfortable i couldn't stand being uncomfortable and i certainly couldn't stand sitting with myself for five minutes 
without some sort of, you know, influence, outside influence, you know, in my life. I think that people far too often don't tell the whole story. You know, I'm sitting over here talking about going to church this morning and I have omitted the fact that Kimberly and I got in a fight this morning (laughs) because she thought that I was being too harsh on the baby and I thought she was being not harsh enough. Right. And, you know, we barked at each other pretty good, you know, half hour later up in there, (laughs) arms up, come on, Holy Spirit and all that. (laughs) I mean, you know, I feel a measure of contentment in my life. But I also get cabin fever if I'm stuck at home for too long with nothing to do. Right. I mean, there are all these things. Yeah. You know, you're never going to be perfect, but I can be sober and imperfect, and that is far better than the alternative. Yeah. You know, I spent a chunk of the, I mean, besides my fight with Kimberly this morning, I spent a large chunk of time thinking about a science experiment I want to have with my kids. Yes. And I promise you, making Prince Rupert's drops with my kids was the farthest thing from my mind when I was getting high. And you know, that's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing to think about other people. Yeah. And how can I have these new and interesting exchanges and interactions with my kids? And how can I, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's just beautiful. And, it and that, so you, you get a, like a glass rod, you heat it up and you drop, you, you let it drip into water. Yes. And then that's the, that's the drip, right? Yes. And then if it's, if you squeeze down on it from above, it's stronger Look, than a diamond, right? If you don't right? know about the Prince Rupert's drop, just go Google Sidebar it. here. Sidebar. Sidebar. Nothing to do with recovery. But we do get sober so we can learn new things, and this is what I've learned. Look, I've seen a video where – so it makes a little glass ball that looks – I mean, the whole thing honestly looks like a sperm. Yeah. It's got a big head on it and a tail. And you can shoot a bullet – if this glass drop and it will not break, but if you squeeze the tail, it'll shatter. Mm-hmm. You can hit it with a hammer, won't break. You can press down on it with a hydraulic press. I've seen those on the, won't on break. The interweb. It will That's dent insane. the hydraulic yes, press. Yes, yes, yes. This is glass. Yeah, it's cra- nothing. Not, no crazy glass. No bullet. It's just. It's just yeah. the way that. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, hit me up when y'all do that. You can use my torch tip. Just get some map gas. Some, I think map is. More than enough to melt a glass rod. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So these are the these are the kind of interesting thing. This brings meaning to my life. This is meaningful to me. It has purpose, and it ain't got nothing to do with getting high. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it has everything to do with not getting high because I wouldn't give two dams about any of this if I were in active addiction. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and the same with you know. I hope that. I want to get into talking about ice bath a little bit here. In a, in a, but, but it's, it's, it's things we, like we were missed not to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we today, you know, I, I care about things other than, than getting high and like, doing silly experiments like that with your kids. Like, you know, I'm not the greatest father now, even, you know, in sobriety, but I'm, I'm a hell of a lot better than I ever was when I was drinking and using Today, you know, I, I do, I, I focus on trying to be as, as good a uh, influence for my son as humanly possible, but, you know, I fall short and I'm, I'm human and will always be human and I will always fall short in, in certain areas. But, um, you know, one of the, the beautiful things about, you know, being sober is being able to enjoy and 
dive into things that we would have never done before. And ice bath is certainly one of those things. Um, if you haven't tried it, um, you've, I'm sure you've, if you're a, a, if you listen to us on a fairly regular basis, you will definitely understand and, and, uh, hear us talk about ice bath before, but, um, you know, that's just one of the, one, one aspect of life that has been absolutely beautiful is, you know, learning how to push through difficult, uncomfortable situations and really, really forcing yourself to be uncomfortable and then learning how to, to push through that uncomfortability and be able to, you know, learn how to deal with, you know, life on life's terms when, when it gets cold out there, uh, metaphorically speaking. Um, and, and all of those things are things that, you know, would you have ever thought to hop in an ice bath when we were shooting up or, or you know, when we were doing meth or whatever? No. No. No, because no, being in that ice water would make it difficult to shoot up and right. you wouldn't want to do that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> these are things you have to think about. Yeah, these, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's true. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so what else is going on with you? just living life and handling business. Yeah. The usual and customary things. Yeah. Yeah. Got, uh, I mean, just, I'm trying to handle important things in my life and maintain a level of, you have, uh, something potentially life, Life changing coming up this week too. Don't well, you? we've got a lot going on. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk to, about that later. Maybe trying to maintain some serenity while, frankly, facing some of the consequences of my behavior. Right. So more on this later. Yeah, but I mean, everything's going to happen just the way it's supposed to. It's going to well, work out beautifully. It's certainly been a learning experience. I mean, if you, you know, if you do the things that I did, there will be consequences yeah and you got to face up to them and it sucks yeah but you know on the other side of this is an opportunity for you to help someone that's that has gone through the same thing that you've gone through absolutely how cool is is that this is the reflection yeah so that's awesome man i'm I'm, uh i'm praying for you and and hoping that everything goes just the way that it's supposed to and I, i feel like it's going to so Real, real excited for you on Wednesday. Well, I will certainly keep everybody posted. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, what else? What else we got going on? Let's see. So, it's good to have a sense of community around you when difficult times arise. I've become acutely appreciative of this uh kimberly has been a stalwart companion and trusted ally you've obviously been there for me and let us not undervalue uh you know one of the main reasons AA or 12-step meetings or uh what's the christian uh, celebrate recovery part of the part of its benefit and maybe even the most significant benefit is having people around who will support you through the difficult times. And I know this to be a fact because I lived the first, when I, the very first time I tried to get sober 
And I was sober for a hot minute, like four, four and a half years. I was a young person. And I really did think that if I got sober, then I would somehow be immune to all of life's stressors and problems. Mm -hmm. And then when life's stresses and problems hit me, I was, uh, I didn't have the resources with which to deal with difficulties. And I started using again. And when we are in a constant contact with people who are on, you know, fellow travelers, then we have a community to fall back on because tough times are coming. Yeah. I, I don't care who you are and I don't care what, how good a or thorough a program you work, you know, difficulty, difficulty is coming and you need to have people around that can support you and point out the good things that are happening that you might be overlooking because you're consumed with your malady. Mm-hmm. And I, and let's be honest, it's super easy to become consumed with what's not right. Yeah, it really is. And you lose kind of an objective sense of how to assess your problems when you're too emotionally involved. And you need somebody to point out, hey, this is really a blessing for you. Hey, this is really a good opportunity here because we will fall far we are far too easy to fall into the trap of woe is me and then this just leads to isolation and withdrawal and i don't care how strong you are you're gonna go seek out that thing Mm -hmm. you know if it's meth heroin or that shit they sell in the gas station i mean you know they got stuff in the gas station that'll get you high Mm -hmm. i mean real high I don't want to talk about it too much or somebody's going to be out there like, what yeah. gas station is this? <laughs> yeah. Every gas station. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's uh if you have a, if you have a desire to alter the way that you feel, there's always going to be a, an opportunity for you to do that. But one of the things about this community that you're speaking of is, you know, in, in a, in a place to, call home and to fall back on and, and to have friends who are going to, you know, hold your feet to the fire is, you know, life is going to continue to be lifey. Life will get lifey. There's a woman that says that in our meeting pretty much every, Indeed. every day is life will get lifey. Um, and, you know, for me, one of the things that has been so um, important for me is the tools that the 12 step program has, has given me. And, um, in in conversations and listening in a lot of meetings, I've I've picked up a lot of these tools as well, and and these tools can be obtained in other realms as well, whether it be uh, celebrate recovery, just church, wh- whatever. If if you have a desire to learn and grow, you're you're going to be you know acutely aware of these tools that you can pick up to help you deal with life when life gets lifey, um, and that's one of the things that I'm unbelievably grateful for today is, you know, difficult situations are going to arise. You know, my, my technician at work, you know, went on to a, another job with his family uh, last week and kind of left me high and dry. And, you know, today, you know, I used to drink and use over that kind of situation because that, that doubles my workload and makes my life a lot more difficult. Um, and, and honestly, I, I felt when I was drinking and using and had my business that it was necessary to up my drug intake in order to be able to handle the workload that I've, that I'm facing right now. And, 
today I have a, a, a set of tools to be able to deal with that. And I can talk with people. I can talk with my sponsor. I can talk with friends like you to, to be able to bring me back down to a baseline level. And today my, my thought is when, when, when that happened last Thursday, my, my first thought was, um, was not, I've got to go get drugs in order to finish this job. My first thought in hand to God, this is, this is nothing that I've done. This is just as a result of, of doing what was recommended of me. My first thought was, okay, how am I supposed to learn and grow in this particular season? Um, and what can I do to, to maximize my ability to, to grow from this experience, to, to grow from this negativity? Well, it's not even negativity. It's, it's just not having help. Um, how am I how am I going to identify the areas where I need to grow? Um, and when I was drinking and using, if something bad happened, my first thought was, woe is me. Like you said, woe is me. I was so comfortable with being in the victim mode and that victim mentality because I felt if I was the victim that I would get more attention. It's and, not my and, fault. Right. It's not my fault. Look what this happened to me. And today after working the program, working through, you know, my, my program, um, you know, today I'm, I, I'm, I'm very quick to identify how I can learn and grow from this particular situation. And, you know, how cool is that to, to not want to be in that victim mode? You know, I can, if, if, if left to my own devices, I'm very quick to get back into that. Woe is me. Oh, oh, look how bad this is for me. I feel so bad for myself. And that does not get me. It's anywhere. just poppycock, isn't it? Yes, it is, and it, it it brings me down no matter what. Um, there's no way for me to be in victim mode and, and have a prosperous life. It's just it doesn't exist for me personally. Um, so you know the the my my spiritual plan of action and my my recovery um, tools have have put me in a really good position to to not get down on myself, but rather to be eager about the future and, and this difficult season is going to make when I do find somebody that's uh, trustworthy and, and a good fit for the company that uh, my gratitude for that person is going to be even more as a result of me going through this difficult time by myself and, and having to do all the work by myself. So it's interesting how, how we can have a fundamental shift in our mind from being comfortable in the, in the negativity, which let's be honest, a great deal of society is very comfortable and and leans towards that victim mentality. It gets off on the if you offense, listen, yeah. you listen to the the nightly news every single day. It's all about it's it's bringing you negativity. That's all it is. I don't watch the news anymore. I just don't. Um, it's all it is is the them producing and and throwing negative BS in your mind so you get activated and buy their products. That is the whole reason. And then they throw at the end of the a, a, a three-minute segment of positivity. Like, no, they're, there's no they're, they're just focusing on throwing as much negative BS. Oh, look how this person was victimized, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and it, it, it primes whoever's watching that to, to feel comfortable in that that negative hatred, the the left or the right, I hate this and I hate this, I hate this. And guess what happens when you hate this and hate this and hate this? You buy the products that they advertise. Or the their philosophies. Or, right. You know. 
which then furthers their ability to make money off of you. So I have given up. If it weren't for Marge, we wouldn't even have a TV in the house. I don't, I don't watch TV anymore. I think it's nothing but negative BS, and I have no time for it. I don't want to be brought down by the negative BS that's going on in the world. I know there's negative BS going on. I know there will always be negative BS going on, but I don't want to welcome that into my head anymore. I just don't. I don't have the time for that crap. So I'm getting off my soapbox now. Well, you know, the newspapers have long <laughs> since known about if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, that controversy sells, period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. So what else going on? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, speaking about controversy, uh who do you think is going to win in the cage match between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg? Mm, that's a good topic. I think now Elon is being trained by uh, what? Who's he being trained by? Um, Lex Friedman. Was I don't know. No, some some guy reached out. I think because Mark Cuban just won a uh, a competition. Like he's serious about his Zuckerberg. Yeah, I mean not Cuban Zuckerberg. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a real he's, Brazilian he, jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah, he's, practitioner. He's, um, if it were Zuckerberg against Musk right now, there's no question that Zuckerberg would, would demolish. Now, given time for Elon to catch up, to catch up I think that there's, I think it's going to be a good fight. I really do. I mean, we'll, you know, Zuckerberg's got his own Twitter now. Yeah, uh, Threads. <laughs> threads. Yeah. I looked into it. I mean, I, I, I don't. It's, it's basically just like Instagram, isn't it? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't have any more room in my life for another <laughs> social media platform. Yeah, no, I looked into it, and it's just I, I waste precisely enough time on Facebook alone. Yeah, I don't have Instagram. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Twitter. Yeah, but let's be honest. You do Facebook Reels. I mean, all face, that is is TikTok. I three do Facebook delayed. and I do YouTube. And I waste enough time on, yeah. I mean, my phone shamed me this morning, and it told me that my screen time was up 23%. Woo! Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, whatever. I think it'll be a good fight, and um, who knows? Who knows what it it turns out to. Um, But I think it is kind of fun to, to think about happening. I'm not a huge Twitter person. I'm not a huge. Um, I mean, I I do, I do, dive into the TikTok just a little bit, perhaps more than. But the ninety five percent of my TikToks are, um, sobriety, recovery, um, that type of thing. I've long, gotten past the scantily clad ladies dancing for, you know, thirty seconds. It, it, Initially, I'll, I'll be honest, that was pretty, I did enjoy that a, a, a great deal. But then, like, what I started realizing is that's that's nothing more than, I mean, these girls are just putting it out there, and it's kind of sad, honestly, to the fact that they need that attention so so much that they're willing to put all that on on um, on social media. So now, like, the, the 
algorithm has learned that I just I don't it's not something that I I like. So the TikTok is more positivity, more uplifting, encouraging, things like that. So um I I do I probably spend more time on the TikTok than I than I need, but whatever, I'm human, I'm imperfect and that's not gonna change. And you apparently love China more than America. (laughs) (laughs) China. Uh no, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what else? What else we got going on? We're about, we're at 45 minutes. Well, it's gone by fast. Yeah. I think it's been good. I think it's been so really listen, good. what do you want us to talk about? Yeah. What, what kind of guest would you like to, us to have on? I mean, we have a number of people lined up. We could tweak the order in which they appear if I thought or you thought that they could speak to some desired topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's really try to do better about being interactive. Yeah. We've got some great, we've got Brian O'Shea. Anybody in this area knows Brian O'Shea. That's going to be a, a he's good cool one. as shit. I was talking with my, uh, I went to the doctor to get some lab work done last week and he was, um, like best buds with Brian O'Shea and started talking like him in the doctor's office. I was like, he's great. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he, he's, he's, his, his tentacles reach very, very far. So we got him coming up. We got a special for bridge to recovery coming up. We got a special from the uh, the McCoy House coming up. Um, we got a lot of cool things coming up. So yeah, if you if you have any ideas for uh, topics or anything like Drew said, you know, please don't don't hesitate to um, don't be shy. Oh, what's up? What's up, Jeff? Quick, what's up, buddy? Um, yeah, don't be shy. Definitely um, reach out, uh, and um, we're happy to to bring anybody in they don't have to necessarily um you know be like us we look we're just to, the moderators yeah. we want y'all to be involved and to have you know to feel a sense of community with us yeah and that's that's another thing that i'm i'm personally and, and drew i think shares this with me I, i'm interested in hearing all sorts of perspectives even if i don't necessarily like you i'm if you have something positive to say in a, in a unique uh, perspective, then I, you know, I, I'm willing to, to talk to you. And that's somebody that, that, you know, a podcast that I listen to on a fairly regular basis. Um, that's one of the things that, that he prides himself in is, you know, talking with people that may be completely different from him and being willing and open to, to hear other people's perspectives and not threatened if they're not exactly like me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. An open dialogue. Right. Exactly. I think when we're open, we, we have a much better opportunity to learn and grow than, than if we say, oh, no, this person isn't like me in this realm or this way, and I don't, I don't care to talk to them. No, we're here to talk to anybody and everybody that's willing to talk to us to move the, the conversation forward. and to help Dialogue only matters mm-hmm. if you're having it with somebody with different views than your own. Otherwise, you're just promoting the echo chamber. Right, right. So if you have any thoughts, comments, um, Please reach out. You can uh, call or text me, or you can reach out on um, on the face web or on our website. My phone number, my cell is 601-672-6591. Feel free to call or text whenever. Um, and uh, Hit you up on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is we, MySpace even still out no, there? No, Tom, Tom, something happened with that. I don't remember exactly what happened, but. Tom is still out there. He's super, super. Remember Tom? Yeah. He's out there. He was your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, I saw, I saw something about him 
and he's living it up on an island, some Caribbean island somewhere, and just having a good time, just not doing anything with socials, just living life to the fullest and just having a good life. So he he made just that pretty well. Just hating on Zuckerberg from a distance, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk no, about? No, this was great. I enjoyed yeah, this. absolutely. Um, all right, guys, uh, guys and gals and everything in between. Thank you all for uh, tuning in today and listening, and we will be back next week uh, for an all-fresh and new episode. So thank you so much. Thanks again to Audio Alchemy Productions. Give it up for Audio Alchemy. Absolutely, and you can reach them at 601-672-6591. All right, guys, we will see you guys next week. Out.